You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. Straight up, let's just talk. Let me ask you, are you tempted to take a shortcut right now? Is the devil, is he dangling a shortcut in front of you? You're tired of waiting. Where's God? This is ridiculous. I've got needs. Is he he dangling a shortcut? Are you tempted to take it? I want to urge you to do something today. Reject it. I want you to reject it. I want to urge you to say to the devil, get behind me. In your faith journey, have you ever been impatient with God? Have you ever had an idea for the plans for your life and tried to take matters into your own hands? Today in his message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that you'll never be able to beat God's timing. No matter how well you think you have it all figured out, God will always have the best in store. Change your life trajectory and transform your circumstances. The more you discover humility in your life, the closer to the heart of Jesus you'll be. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of Luke chapter 4 as he continues his message, Shortcuts. Satan is saying to Jesus, sitting here starving, all you got to do is bow down to me, bow down to the flesh, bow down to the world, take a quick shortcut, and you can have everything that is rightfully yours now. The only problem is who it would have come from and how he would have obtained it. Now, the hidden hook, there's always a hook in Satan's bait. Amen? Always. If Satan offers you something, his job is to make wrong look right and bad look good. And he's really good at it. To make something look appealing and alluring and uh, legitimate and reasonable. After all, you have this need. God understands your need. So instead of having to wait on God forever in a day, take this shortcut and it can all be yours. The hidden hook in Satan's bait is that shortcuts always require compromise. Always. Compromise with God's word. Selling God's word short. Taking an end run around God's commands. And yet the devil still uses successfully this same old trick on Christians. Now, why should he change his bag of tricks? They still work really well. Because he offers you and me shortcuts all the time to what we want, what we need, what we long for, what we're hurting for. He offers shortcuts. And without stopping to think about source of what we're being offered, where is it coming from? Who's the source of this offer? Uh, We take compromising shortcuts without really thinking it through. Now, the reason I'm pointing this out is because the Holy Spirit put this account of this second temptation in the Bible for you and I to learn from. Because Jesus was tempted in all points like us, yet he never sinned. He won every time. And he wants you and me to win. And and so the only way that we can win like he did is to see how he handled it, how he saw through it, and how he got the victory over it. So I want you to notice that, that God wants to have the corner on the provision market when it comes to my life and yours. God wants to be our provider, amen? He doesn't want us to have to take shortcuts. He wants us to see him as our provider. Listen to what it says, Philippians 4.19. We all know this verse. My God, notice my God. Not God out there somewhere, but he's my God. Amen? Amen? So here's somebody who knows God, who is owned by God, who is a child of God. My God shall. 
Notice, not maybe, hope so, perhaps so, if so, he shall. What shall he do? Supply. What will he supply? All your need. All your need. My God, let's read it together. My God shall supply all your, let's make it personal, say my. My God shall supply all my need. How? According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now right there, we're being told that every legitimate need in our life, God will provide for it. God will. But what we do is we take compromising shortcuts because we grow tired of waiting. We don't understand why God makes us wait. So we, we take shortcuts with finances. Well, I just won't report everything in my taxes this, this year. Little shortcut. Relationship needs. Oh, I'm just so lonely. I, I just need companionship. And here's this person, doesn't really know the Lord very much, not like me, but it's okay, I'll win him to Jesus later. So come on. And we go into a relationship with somebody that God didn't send because they don't know him. Now I'm going to meddle a little bit because the word already meddled with me. Can I tell you something? If I go to a church service and the message doesn't meddle with my stuff a little bit, I consider that I didn't hear a good message. Amen? That's five people clapping. I really appreciate that. Mm. <laughs> now, sexual needs. God understands. If I get intimate with this person before I'm married, he understands. He's good with that because I'm only human. The need for acceptance from others. I need friends. I want people to like me. So I'm not going to talk about Jesus all the time. We take a shortcut. We take Satan's shortcuts. Let me tell you, the devil's a devil of shortcuts. Satan is a devil of shortcuts. He comes to you and me with shortcuts. It's so important we understand this. God wants to be our supplier. That's clear. He wants to be our provider. But the devil offers shortcuts. And often, he offers the shortcut right before God's provision arrives. He comes up with a shortcut. We want immediate gratification. Our flesh is not a fan of waiting. On God, in faith and in patience. I don't like waiting. I'm up here preaching, and I'm going to tell you, I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting in rush hour traffic. I don't like waiting at red lights. I don't like waiting in the long line at Albertsons. And the person way up there at the checkout counter, their card doesn't work, and then they don't have enough cash, or they got to go find the price of something, and everybody disappears, and I'm standing in this line. And I tried so hard to pick the fastest-moving line. I study the lines before I get in one. And I look at the one that's moving. I like seeing movement in a line. And so I'll stand there in Albertsons with my little cart full of stuff and I'll look and, and, and I say, oh, that one's really moving. But as soon as Jeff Wickwire gets in it, it stops. <laughs> and something goes wrong. And, and I can't believe it. I'm looking at the line that I got out of to get into this one and it's already all the way up to the front. And, and somehow I missed it, and I say, how can this be? I'm under a, a line curse. And then I realize that God may be saying, Jeff Wickwire, guess what? I did that because you need to learn to wait. Come on, everybody. Don't look at me with those halos over your head. And these days I have to be so careful because more and more I go out, and people know me, and I don't know they know me until 
it's almost too late. Cindy and I were at a hamburger place last week, and we're in a line. And it gets up to the front, and we're trying to decide what we're going to get. And she said, well, I think I want this. And I said, okay, I want that. And we make this decision, and we tell the guy, this is what we want. He said, are you sure, Pastor Jeff? Uh-oh. And immediately I reassessed, was I being patient? Was I being kind? Was I being Christian? Yeah, boy. Somebody's always watching you. You say you're a Christian, they're always watching you. Well, let's see. We live in a culture of instant everything. We don't like waiting. And Satan knows that. He knows we don't like waiting. He knows our flesh doesn't get into waiting. We want instant satisfaction, instant pleasure. We don't like waiting. We use credit cards to get it now, even though the money's not in the bank. God will provide, we say to ourselves. We, we dash through Mickey D's instead of cooking. You know, Mickey D's, and now for those of you that are novices, that's McDonald's. McDonald's had a little commercial line that stuck like glue to our culture. You deserve a break today. Now notice they tell you, you deserve it. They're telling you, you being so incredible, so wonderful, so worth a break, you deserve to not have to wait. This is programmed into us. You deserve it. No, I don't. I don't deserve anything. I deserve hell if God didn't save me. Yeah. But here comes Mickey D's. You deserve a break today. And, and that's a line straight from Satan. Well, why wait on God? You deserve it today. Why wait? Why go through all the trouble? You deserve this today. All you got to do is compromise the word a little bit. But God understands you're only human. You deserve it. You're so incredible, so wonderful, so awesome. You deserve the break. Commercial, especially late night commercials. They push us all the time. You ever caught the typical phrases? Call right now. Not tomorrow. Not next week when you've had time to pray about what they're offering. Now, before you have had time to pray about it and think that it's crazy if you get it. Call right now. Act now. Limited time only. It's limited. You're not going to be able to get it next, next week or tomorrow because it's limited. And our operators are standing by waiting for wonderful you who deserve this today, to call now. Boy, the, the, the advertising world, they know our flesh hates waiting. So does the devil. The devil promises what God has promised to supply, but he promises to give it to us quicker. You just have to compromise. The devil's shortcuts to what God has promised to supply always require us skirting the word. As a matter of fact, you can know it's from the devil if you know I'm going to have to compromise Scripture to get this. What I'm saying could save your life. I'm all stressed out. I need to get out of this stress. I'm going to try that drug or I'm going to go to the bar and have a few drinks and on it goes and on it goes and on it goes because you got to get rid of that stress. God understands. God understands. You're stressed out. You deserve this. Why wait? Why bother with all the self-sacrifice? Why bother with waiting on God? Where is He anyway? You've been waiting a long time. Where is God? Has He heard you? Maybe He hasn't heard you. 
Aren't you sick of waiting? You deserve a break today. Take this simple shortcut. But you got to bow to him and you got to compromise scripture. Jesus told the story of the prodigal son who clearly fell for the devil's lie and fake promises of a shortcut to personal fulfillment. He had it made in the father's house. He was an inheritor of a fortune. But the devil got to him. He said, aren't you sick of sitting in the Father's house? He tells a lot of people this about church. Aren't you sick of sitting in the Father's house and going through this Christian thing? Don't you think it's time you deconstructed and rethought this faith thing? And there's other gods, other ways, other paths, other options, other philosophies, other worldviews. Why don't you try them out? Isn't the Father's house getting kind of boring? So this son went to the dad and said, I want my inheritance now. The Bible says an inheritance gotten hastily will not be blessed in the end. And so give me my inheritance now. And he took it. I think it's interesting the father didn't stop him. And he went to the far country. Far from the father's house. And the Bible says, you know the story. He squandered his, his inheritance on wine, women, and song. Before long, all the fair weather friends were gone. They, all, they always leave. Your sinner friends will always walk out on you. Your sinner friends will always forsake you. Because they're only there because you can give them what they want. And you are willing to go do what they do. But they'll always walk out on you when the going gets rough or that you have nothing left to give. And this young boy's inheritance was gone. They helped him spend it. How big of them? He wakes up and it's all gone. And he wakes up in a pigsty, a flea bag hotel, in the muck and the mire. And he's eating husk that had corn on it, but the hogs have already eaten the corn off, and he's eating the husk. Isn't it amazing what you'll consume when you go out there into the world, what you end up consuming? You end up consuming things you never thought you would. You stay longer than you thought you would. You go further than you thought you should. You end up eating and consuming things that even you look in the mirror and say, I can't believe I'm doing this. And the Bible says he came to himself. That means he started thinking straight again. He, he quit insane thinking. He, he ditched his stinking thinking. He said, what am I doing? Even my servants in my father's house have it better than me. I have lost my mind. You're right. Because anytime we go into sin in favor of the father's house, we're thinking insane. He came to himself. And he went back home. We think of Abraham. We thought he could take a shortcut. Yep. God had promised him a son. And one year turned into two, turned into five, turned into ten. They're getting old. He's looking in the mirror thinking, more wrinkles. Sarah, not doing much better, but I'll never tell her that. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a big amen. Huh? <laughs> and so he goes, where's God? Where's the promise? I'm going to have to take a shortcut. And his own wife said, hey, why don't you sire a child through my handmaid, Hagar? It's time for a shortcut, Abraham. Because this isn't happening. We don't understand God's timing. I'm tired of waiting. Clearly, God doesn't see us aging like we are. So let's do it. Abraham took the shortcut, and it brought nothing but strife and division and trouble into his household. 
Because in his household, later, Isaac was born. And as Isaac starts growing up, the work of the flesh, Ishmael, began to persecute the work of faith, Isaac. And anytime you birth something in the flesh, it's always going to be opposed to what you birth in the spirit. And so you got this battle going on in the house, and that's why they had to remove Ishmael, because Ishmael was the shortcut. Isaac came by faith. We're still feeling in the consequences today of a Middle East conflict that never ends. It's the ancient hatred, and it started because of Abraham's shortcut. Shortcuts never pay. David, David's promised he's going to be king. Samuel comes in and anoints him with oil right in front of his brothers and everybody. He says, you're going to be the next king of Israel. Didn't happen for 10 plus years. Meanwhile, he had to wait. He had to do it God's way. And one day, as he's waiting, now Saul is trying to kill him every day. His predecessor, the one whose place he's going to take, is trying to kill him every day. He goes to sleep every night with one eye open and a sword in his hand. Tonight could be the night he finds me. So for 10 years, he's sleeping in caves and in open fields to avoid this man, this stalker, an Old Testament stalker. And one day, him and his men go into a cave, and lo and behold, there is his nemesis, Saul, sleeping. His men, his top men, his elites say to him, there he is, God's given him to you, kill him. David said, no, it's a shortcut. I'm not going to kill him to gain the throne, because I will always be accused of taking the throne by my own hands, and not by the hand of God. So he refused, and he became the greatest king of Israel. We could go through so many different scenarios. Read your Bible, and you'll see over and over again, some individuals made a promise by God, and within a few verses or a couple of chapters, I promise you, you'll find this repeated over and over, they're offered a shortcut. And they either take it, or they reject it. They reject it. They inherit their promises by the hand of God. If they take the shortcut, they live to regret it the rest of their life. So we learn two things from this second temptation, and I'm going to close. Obtaining God's goals by taking compromising shortcuts is never blessed in the end. Never blessed in the end. You've got to obtain God's will, God's way, and God's way is to wait in faith and patience on him. I read this morning one of my favorite verses. I would have fainted, said David. I would have fainted. I would have gone down. I would have perished had I not believed. I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then he says, wait on the Lord and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Psalms 37, 7, rest in the Lord. <laughs> Can I, modern day interpretation, chill out. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't take a shortcut. Wait on the Lord and keep his way and he'll exalt you to inherit the land. Second thing, shortcuts are easier at first, but harder in the end. Every time. The devil will sell you that if you take this shortcut, it's going to be so much easier on you. He's right. He just doesn't tell you the rest. It's harder in the end. Esau comes out of the field, starving. He's so hungry. He's been hunting all day. 
Here's Jacob with a red hot steaming bowl of Wolf Brand chili. And he breathes it his way. He catches the fragrance. And Jacob says, it's your. All you got to do is sell me your birthright. That's all. Don't pay much attention to that, but you got to sell me your birthright. Sell me your birthright because Esau was firstborn. That means the mother load of inheritance was going to come to him from his dad. But he said, sell me the birthright and you can have this. When? Now. You deserve it today, Esau. Esau took it, ate it, sold his birthright. And the Bible tells us later, he sought for it with tears and couldn't get it back. Because shortcuts are easier at first, but they're harder in the end. Jesus taught that the key to obtaining promises is sacrificial and hard on your flesh at first. Y'all need to hear this. We're walking with Jesus. We're in discipleship. Days are getting darker out there. We need to be together. We need to one another, one another, be together with one another. We need one another. And we're walking with the Savior, the Messiah. He's leading us and guiding us all the way to heaven. Now, how does he operate? He says, the key to getting my promises is to deny yourself. And take up your cross daily or you can't follow me. You'll crash. You'll fizzle on the way. Deny yourself. Well, that's just so appealing, isn't it? That would go over great if I was on ABC, CBS, NBC. It's all about yourself. Deny yourself. Nobody. They wouldn't have me back. But let me tell you, Jesus said, when there's a conflict between God's will and your will, you pick up the cross and you follow him and you deny yourself. And you wait on him and his timing. And when it comes, so Jesus handled it this way. Get behind me, Satan. Get out of here. I'll worship the Lord God and him only I will serve. In other words, I will never, Satan, switch allegiances in order to gain God's will. I'll never side with you to get what the Father has for me. When I get all the kingdoms of the world, it's going to be from his hand, not a cheap shortcut. Amen? And where is he now? King of kings. Lord of lords, soon coming king, name above every other name. Uh, He's got all the kingdoms of the world, and we're about to see it happen. I'm going to ask you straight up. Let's just talk. Let me ask you, are you tempted to take a shortcut right now? Is the devil, is he dangling a shortcut in front of you? You're tired of waiting. Where's God? This is ridiculous. I've got needs. Is he dangling a shortcut? Are you tempted to take it? I want to urge you to do something today. Reject it. I want you to reject it. I want to urge you to say to the devil, get behind me. Get behind me. Everybody say, get behind me. I love that. Get behind me, devil. You're not all that. And this offer of yours is cheap. It's phony and fake. I want the real thing. Amen. So today, uh, I want us to have a moment where we give to God the shortcuts that we're being tempted to take. Financial, sexual, relational shortcuts. I want what I want, and I want it now, and I'm not willing to wait. You'll pay. If you take the shortcut, you will pay. 
have you ever been let down? In today's message, Pastor Jeff illustrated how if you rest on your laurels, you will become someone you never wanted to be. When Jesus was relentlessly tempted in the desert, he used the hardship as fuel to seek the Bible even more. God is calling all of us to preach His Word for all to hear. If you don't remain committed, you'll become a shell of yourself and not the beautiful person that He wants you to be. If you're interested in learning about Hardwired, Diane has some things to share. If you have any questions or comments about what you've heard today, we'd like to know. You can call or text us at the following number and share your thoughts. That number to text is 817-484-4767. Once again, that's 817-484-4767. While you're doing that, why not make a donation to our ministry? Anyone who donates $20 or more this month will receive a 2024 calendar for free. Now, I'll hand it back to Daniel as he gives a preview of what's next. When's the last time you took a big step for God? When's the last time you dropped everything and followed the calling that you know you're called to? In his next message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that if you want to grow into the person you want to be through Jesus, you need to take a step of faith. No matter how crazy it may seem, his plan will always work for your best. Enter into a purpose-driven life and change the world in the name of Jesus. There's more Pastor Jeff has to share from the book of Luke, so be sure to join us again. If you missed any part of today's teaching, you can find it online at hardwired.org. We're so glad we could be part of your day today, and we pray you've been blessed by today's edition of Hardwired. Hardwired.